What is up, y'all? What is going on, man? Welcome to another episode uh, to Scrolling With, one of my new series that I got. And uh, I got, man, my boy, my brother, Ryan Moulton, uh, my first team sergeant uh, in Ranger Battalion when I got to uh, Recce, uh, learned he completely changed my leadership style uh, after I ended up working for him, changed completely to the type of uh, leadership that I uh, went with. But uh, before we start this, so we're going to talk about leadership today. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the Army's definition, and then uh, we'll go from there on. Have you, actually, you know what, let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself real quick, and then we'll kind of go into that. Uh, Ryan Moulton was in uh, 1st Ranger Battalion from 2002 to 2010, uh, 14 deployments, and Hell yeah. that's about it. Hell yeah, bro. All right, so uh, FM 622 Army Leadership is the process of the process of influencing people by providing purpose, direction, motivation, while operating to accomplish the mission and improve the organization. Those are very simple, but uh, to me, I think there's some a lot of other things that are missing that, that you know what I'm saying, it takes to be a leadership besides just motivating and, and giving direction and purpose. Um, you know, to me, I think uh, a good communicator, right? You know what I'm saying, a good communicator. Um, Positivity, man. You gotta have positivity. Somebody who can take feedback and actually have integrity because you gotta you gotta set that. You gotta be a good role model if you're gonna be a leadership uh, a leader. You know what I mean? And you know, just a second ago, you know, we we're talking offline before we started recording. How I was telling you the difference uh, that I saw, and I'm not saying that there isn't good leadership in SF because there was, you know, what I'm saying pr plenty of good leadership there. But I knew when I was in Ranger Battalion. Every leader was the epitome of a ranger. Like they, they were the standard, and that's just how it was. You know what I mean? And I, and I think the difference was for us was in in the ranger regiment. I don't know how it is now, but I know from back then when we were there, there was no room for fucking error. You know what I mean? Like you fucked up, you got the fuck out. Like they didn't have time for that shit. Um, and one thing I keep stressing to people is that in Ranger Battalion, it does not matter if you're the lowest private to the highest ranking dude, you're fighting for your job every single day. You know what I mean? There might be leniency, obviously, the higher you go up, but at the end of the day, you're still held to the same standards as a private would, a E6 or whoever. Um, so I think that's what, for me, I think that is what uh, made such a great leader in Ranger Battalion because you had to fight for that job if you wanted to be there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You couldn't fuck it up. Uh, but anyways, Ryan, let's uh, go into you, man. What do you think? Um, you know, being in being in Ranger Battalion and and you know coming up as a as a private, it's you know at first it's like getting fed from a water hose, and and you you have to learn quickly, or you just you just won't make it. Right. And as you as you progress and kind of start to get comfortable, it gets uncomfortable again because then you're your next step is, is, uh, going to ranger school. You're, com you're constantly competing for the next, the next level. Right. Um, and as you know, in, in ranger battalion, it is full of a lot of studs. I mean, everybody is, <laughs> yeah. is top notch. So, um, you kind of have to make a name for yourself and, and, you know, I don't know if it's like this now, but when we were in, obviously PT played a big role in it. Huge part of it. Um, so I like that definition that, that the army, uh, gave a lot of it applies, but, um, I would say the biggest thing for me learning, growing up and learning how to be a leader. Cause I, I didn't help hold any leadership positions before I joined the army. 
right. in civilian life. And I didn't join the army till I was 25 years old. Oh, I, okay. That part I must've forgot or didn't know, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the biggest thing for me that I learned was if, if you give the men underneath you enough rope, rope to hang themselves and the respect, usually they exceed whatever standard yeah. you, you, uh, you set for them. I mean, there's a few leadership challenges along the way that the guys probably just don't belong in Ranger Battalion, but for the most part, my teams were it's awesome. It's, 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 it's funny you say that. So, uh, a couple of things you just hit on that I kind of want to touch on because I talk about your leadership style and I was just matter of fact talking about it the other day to somebody and I was like, he was the most chill motherfucker. But the thing is, when he said something, you were either scared as fuck because you didn't know like exactly what the fuck you were thinking or you were like, I better get this fucking done because I want to make him happy. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to disappoint him. But you were very like your leadership style was whew, day and night to when I was on the line and then I came to. Recky, we had worked together, you know what I'm saying, in the same company, obviously. So we all know how that was back then, man, the yelling and the, you know what I'm saying, I always smoke motherfuckers, but were you like that when you were a team leader or was that just something that just eventually changed? Or, or, so you were always chill? Yes, and part of that reason I think was I was older coming into the army. Right. And secondly, when I arrived, my first day in ACO First Ranger Battalion, was March 4th, 2002, uh, which is the, di- the day yep. that Commons Cross and Anderson died on Takagar. So shit. the guys left on rear D did nothing but smoke the shit out of us day in and day out. I mean, we were literally, I, I was on the second floor in second platoon yep. and I literally took an extension cord, tied it to the bunk bed <laughs> and, and basically climbed down out of the window on a Friday just so I wouldn't get caught in the hallway. Yeah. Um, and one of my buddies who came with me from rip, they actually smoked him so bad cause they would take us down into the, uh, into the pit out the there. laundry room. Oh, okay. The la- and they turn on the dryers and all the hot water and they would smoke us in there, but he went down as a heat cat and it pretty much had, he couldn't do anything after that. Once you were a heat cat, he couldn't right. do road marches. So he got medically chaptered out of the army because of that. So that might've set up a, a little bit of a, president presidents, uh, on my leadership style. Yeah. Cause it's not needed. Yeah. And I, I even have buddies that were team leaders with me that chose that way. I mean, they would smoke the piss out of right. their guys thinking that that's how they were going to, I was, them. it doesn't work. I was one of them, man. It's cause like, I, I thought that was the, the way, you know what I mean? Cause that's just what I was taught. But then, like I said, once I saw your leadership, you know, and I've had other uh, uh, squad leaders that were chill also, but you were by far the most like chill. And and I I think that's the problem though. So do you think it's because you were a little bit older coming in? Cause us younger guys, we're just gonna do what we're taught and we think that's just the way. Right. I, th- I think that contributed to it. Also, I, I mean, I have to be honest, I'm really fortunate because I had amazing squad leaders whenever, I mean, from my very first squad leader to- right. Um, my very last one, I, and team leaders. I mean, I, they, yeah. they were all kind of the same temperament as me. Um, but very like if, you know, if, if you messed up, yeah, they were going to let you know you messed up, but there was so much respect there because they didn't, they, they treated you like a man and like an adult. Right. That you, you knew, okay. Yeah. I, I messed up. I'm gonna, 
I have no issue doing push-ups or whatever he was, the punishment was. I mean, I can tell you when I was a private, um, and I'll mention his name cause I have nothing good. I mean, nothing bad to say about him was Sergeant Millard. I don't know if you knew him or not. No, I can't say that I have or uh, do, but he used to come up randomly. If he caught me either without my ranger handbook or not studying during downtime, you know, in, in weapons squad, yep. he put me in the iron chair and hand me this big book full of nothing, but you know, 240, you know, Mark 19, 50 Cal and just have me read and study and then come back 30 minutes later and say, okay, he'd ask me a question. If I got the question, right, you're good. He'd let me up. But if not, then I stayed in the iron chair for a long time. <laughs> Uh, see that shit's see that shit's funny, man. It is <laughs> now. It's funny. It wasn't at the time, but uh, you know that's the kind of leadership that it's 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 hard. But sometimes you need that. Like I mean, I was slack, and I should have been. You know, instead of laying on the on the bunk bed, you know, I should have been studying the weapons that I'm going to be. Right, you know, and that's all it was. I mean, I think I'd. Well, you're At doing private time, shit. I, you were doing, you were doing, you know what I'm saying? Younger guy shit is what you were doing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was doing, you know, private stuff and slacking any chance I could get. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think me being older and the fact that I had great leaders um, when I joined and throughout my, my time in the line right. played a huge role. Because I have buddies that showed up and they had shitty leaders shitty leaders in a way that they you know they weren't they were great overseas yep but the way that they tried to teach their guys was through okay you got the answer wrong do push-ups yeah so i'm i mean i'm not gonna sit here and lie man that's that's how i was and like looking back i'm like fuck you know what i mean like like i wish i could have gone back and changed things um but you know everything is with growth and, 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 and time, you know what I mean? And that's just what happened with me. You know how they say you got to pick a little something from everybody, you know what I mean? And I think- Even the bad things. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, man. And, you know, because, you know, a couple of things on there, um, that definition I just read, you know, it said about um, improving the organization, but it doesn't say anything else about taking care of your guy. It doesn't say anything about, it, it, it doesn't say none of that. It just says about the mission and, you know what I'm saying, the organization. Um, and I remember, you know, one thing about you, um, and we're speaking about you, so, you know, I don't want anybody else that's listening to you ever think that I didn't, you know what I'm saying, that I had horrible leadership before you, because I had great leadership, but I know one thing that I noticed about you is that you knew everything about us, about our family, what was going on, you know what I'm saying, every little thing with our wives, our kids, like what, what was happening, um, there was never a shortage of that. And one thing I knew about you is that you always were like family and unity. Like we're a team, we work together. You know what I mean? Like we're going to live and kind of like take care of each other type shit. Um, and it was always, you know, weekends or whatever. We were always together. It's families, birthdays, something, you know what I'm saying? We were always together as a team. And that's one thing that I always remembered. And I think what people forget is that that's what makes a functional team, you know what I'm saying? A, a functional team, man. Like, it's not about just coming in and clocking in and, and, and doing what you got to do and bouncing out. You know what I mean? Like there's so much it's more a, to that. Yeah, it's not a normal job. I mean, it's, right. you know, people say a football team is really the closest you can get to a, you know, a, a team in, in some military unit. Right. Um, you know, and I, I think every team that I've ever been in, we've all been really close, but I think, you know, when I went to selection for recce, the teams there, it was just a little bit of a different environment. Right. Um, it was a, 
actually it was a lot of different environment. Yeah. Um, there. <laughs> so it's not so micromanaged. Everybody, you know, does what they're supposed to do. I mean, most of the time, I mean, you guys made my job easy because right. you already knew what you needed to do. Right. Um, but that closeness that it was, I think that's hard to find. I mean, there's, I think it's common in Ranger Battalion. Yeah. Um, but being in a platoon versus in a, in a recce team, it's cause it's so small. It, it changes that dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you, man. I think, you know, cause we were close, obviously, you know, back in the platoons in the line, you know what I mean? But it, even then it always breaks all the way down to the smallest element, right? You understand know, to the teams and you know what I'm saying? And like whatnot, but it's, it's very rarely that we had platoon, you know what I'm saying? Get togethers and stuff like that. There was, but very rarely, very rarely. But I know in my time in Iraq, we we were always together, like always. Like, like, yeah. like if not every weekend, at least every other weekend, you know what I mean? That was one thing that I struggled with when I came to SF is that family team environment. Like me, you know, us hanging out with the families and getting to know each other. Like there was, there was really very little of that. You know what I mean? Um, which, which made it a little bit harder. I mean, obviously you're still going to come to work and do what you got to do. Like, cause, cause that's your job. That's what you're going to do. But I think it, it, it makes work not as fun and makes work work. Do, do you get what yeah. I'm saying? We're like, uh, absolutely. We're like with us, I love, go I love coming in. I love, you know what I'm saying? I love going to work. I love coming into that fucking office, that team room. I love, you know what I'm saying? Going TDYs, going on deployments. It was a, you, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed being there. You enjoyed being part of the team and uh, contributing and, and uh, just being, in an environment like that, man, it was, it was, um, a lot different. Um, but you know, like when you look, I also think a lot of people get so focused on, um, you know, just themselves when they're a leader and, and they tend to forget about their guys. You know what I'm saying? They tend to forget, Hey man, I got to take care of these dudes cause nobody else is going to, you know what I mean? And I know it's kind of corny, you know, like the whole happy wife, happy life thing, but you know what I'm saying? Happy soldier, productive soldier, you know what I mean? Like, like you take care of your dude and the less stress he's got to worry, you know what I'm saying? The less stuff he's got to worry about, whether it's, you know, family stuff or whatever, but if he knows he's taken care of and he knows that you got his back, right? Like, you're going to be good and everything works like fucking clockwork. Everything runs smoothly and stuff like that, right? Especially, I mean, as you know, especially overseas, you don't, you don't want to, any of your guys have, you know, something on their mind other than right. the, the task at hand. I mean, if they're worried about somebody back home or their kids or, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever you can do to mitigate any of those stresses and have your, your guys focus on the task at hand. Right. Everybody benefits from it. Exactly, man. Big time. Um, that's, that's one thing, you know, I, I, I consistently always say is that I've always been blessed is with leadership like that, that actually, you know what I'm saying, cared. Um, obviously I've had my instance, my instances, instances the, here and there, but yeah, dude, I hate that fucking word. That's like the third time on a third podcast. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, I've always been blessed. I've always had, you know, the leadership that cared, um, you know, but there's always going to be I'm saying one or two bad apples here and there. Um, uh, but yeah, so what, so the leadership you got is very chill, very relaxed. Um, did you see it differently because you were at Reck and you had a little more 
playroom, you know what I'm saying? We were away, you had kind of a little more freedom to run things how you wanted to run it. Was that, did it make it easier for you? Brecky definitely made it. Um, a, a, a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, we, again, it was E5 and up in the in the platoon. Um, usually our, I mean, when I was a platoon sergeant, I mean, every PL that we've had was basically a brand new cherry PL because no officers went out with us. Yeah. You know, you didn't have... So he basically was sitting back in the talk and just coordinating everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ricky made it really easy to get even more laid back. I mean, sometimes I'd have to put myself in check and be like, okay, look, we, I need to rein it back in a little bit. Yeah. Um, not often because I, like I said, my, my platoon, I, there wasn't a, I think my entire time in Ricky, there might've been one guy who was an issue and, and he's not talking about me people. So don't even start. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, he got RFS actually. He just, I forget what company he came from. He was just there for the wrong reasons. Right. And then, um, long, long story. I had to RFS him, right. not because of performance, but no, I got um, you. something different. Um, man. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell y'all about, about, uh, just the way, you know, just kind of talk about Ryan here for a second. Um, I remember, dude, I got to tell that story. Like overseas, you know what you're talking about, the one overseas when we're out there, you got to tell it a little bit better, but just that night of when you said, (laughs) whatever you said to us, when you told us to calm down, me and, me and, uh, that night after we crossed the river. Uh huh. And me and, uh. Oh, you're talking about (laughs) the medic. Yeah. I won't mention, we won't mention his name because no. I think he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty rapping. about it. Oh, is he? <laughs> no. He was just messing with me. He, he actually responded on Instagram. See, and I thought you were messing with me because the story is funny just because to me it was funny because the way you said whatever you said to us, I was like, holy shit. I was like, yo, he said it so quietly. I was like scared. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh shit, man. That was a miserable night. It, it was a very miserable night, man. Um, So correct me because this is a little bit funny, but correct me as as I go. So we cro- so we got this mission. We start walking at night and uh, we walk through this river. We're all drenched. It's cold as fuck. And we- It was it, like 15 degrees. It was 50. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of their RTOs, the, the, the uh, um, units that we were with actually fell all the way in. Like he like submerged. He choked on water and stuff. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. So as soon as we get into this open field, uh, we ended up taking a tactical pause. Right. And- it was fucking freezing, man. It was fucking freezing. Like we're trying to like stay warm, shaking our ass. I'm trying to pull security, cold as shit. And the Peltors tend to um, amplify every single fucking thing. Like yeah. every single thing. <laughs> I don't remember how far away you were. Correct me as we as we go on this, but we're trying to like pull hay, man, and like we're making all this noise. Right, at least you know what it sounds like. A lot more noise than probably what it really was. And I don't remember what happened after this, but did did you get did we get your attention or you ended up looking over and you said something like, come here. <laughs> yeah. I looked over and, and I don't remember if I did it on the radio at first and said, Hey, stop making noise. That's what it, it just It just sounded so loud. I mean, it probably didn't, you know, it probably wasn't that loud, difference. but no. right. I mean, we were with how many 
people that we were walking right. with. We were attached to some conventional army unit, but um, yeah, I called him over and I said, come here. <laughs> That's what it was. And he got down closer. I was like, closer. And he got down right, you know, he had his ear kind of to yeah. me. And then I told him, I was like, shut the fuck up. I, I, <laughs> um, dude, I was so, I was already pissed off because I couldn't stop shaking from, dude, it was fucking I mean, I'm cold. surprised we didn't have hypothermia that night. Yeah. But um, it just seemed so loud and we were in a, a bad area. Right. To begin with. Um, I think right before that, actually, I just had that, um, I don't know if you remember the ops sergeant major come up to me and ask why my recce team was scanning with their um, lasers. lasers. Do you remember this? I don't remember that, but um, actually, no, vaguely, yeah, 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 sort of. He said, why are y'all giving up our location and scanning with your infrared lasers? And I was like, uh, do y'all not do this? That's right. I do remember this. Yeah. I was like, I'd rather see the bad guys before, you know, they see exactly. us. Exactly. Anyways, I was pissed about that too. So I was already in a, in a pissed <laughs> off, cold, wet mood. But what, what, what I'm trying to, um, um, highlight here is even with all that, like anybody else would have continued to be like, you know, saying a lot more upset and took it to a whole nother in a different way, dealt, dealt with it a different way, I guess is probably what I want to say, you know what I mean? And probably yeah. even let that linger on or like let that linger on, you know what I mean? For like that following morning or whatever and still, you know what I'm saying? It's, some people just don't let shit like that go. So I guess what I'm trying sure. to highlight is that way, like how when you said that, I'm a grown fucking man and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, like, like that was way too calm and too fucking like chill. <laughs> like, am I have to deal with this shit later on? Like, oh shit, you know what I mean? But th- that was it. Like that was the thing with you is like, that's it. Like, I'm not going to tell you more than once. I'm not going to keep repeating myself. I'm going to say it. And, and you know what I'm saying? And that's it. And we knew that. And I think from us, out of respect now, I'm not saying if that was somebody else in different leadership style, we'd have been like, fuck you and keep doing what we're doing. But it would have been a little different way. You know what I mean? And But with you, it's more like, oh, right. shit. Like, oh, shit. Hey, man, he said, chill out. All right. We didn't know it was that loud. Oh, fuck, we're done. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys would have waited till you get back to the fob and then right. picked it back up. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. But like with you, it's literally like, that's it. Like, there's no more talking about it. There's no more, we're not going to keep hashing it out. We're not going to keep, you know what I'm saying, beating a dead horse. I said what I said, and we're just going to move on. And, and and that's just one instance, man. And and I guess, um, so I'm, you know what? I'm kind of blaming it on you. You blame, I'm blaming you on good leadership. You know what I'm saying? So when I left, <laughs> I got spoiled. I got spoiled. Uh, but it's, it's refreshing, and it makes you want to work harder, man, for people like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just makes you want to be produce a lot more than what you're already producing for me. You know, not saying that you get lazy, but you're, you can either do what you're supposed to, you know what I'm saying? Or you could do fucking everything plus more. And, and, and to make that, you're saying to make that leader happy. Uh, and, and I think some people lose sight on that, man. Um, but yeah, man. So how, once you got out, what was that? like did you change your leadership style or was that still the same because i mean you had a very chill so i mean like it's it's not shouldn't be much right well what's what's chill in ranger battalion is not chill in the civilian world what i what i discovered so um <laughs> please give me at least a couple examples <laughs> oh man it's it's uh so i got out and moved out to got a job at this 
engineering firm here in Houston. And it's just a different, different dynamic, different, uh, no team work period. Right. Um, I come across a lot of, even to this day, I mean, even my family thinks that my tone when I say things, even though I could be thinking that I'm trying to be funny, they're like, it's kind of scary or it's, you know, that's kind of harsh, aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about aggressive? You should meet some of my buddies that they're way more aggressive than I am. Um, But that was the hardest thing. I had to really make a, an effort to try to be, uh, I guess, less aggressive, even though I so I wasn't. So pretty much the way you talk to us, people would take that as like you being really. Yes. Oh wow! So then I'd probably be in HR like every single day then. Every day. <laughs> every day. I mean, that's kind of scary, man. It I mean, was. It was. It was like you know, I, for the longest time, I almost tried to. I don't know if you can, if you can relate or maybe there's some, but I almost was trying to change myself right? because I was getting tired of people saying, Oh, you know, but ease up there. You're kind of being aggressive or, and it wasn't just at work. It was my civilian friends that I had met out here. You know, it's the oh, things okay. that are the norm and Ranger battalion are definitely, I mean, even from conversations. So well, it was kind course. of a learning curve, but eventually I was like, you know what? This is who I am, and I'm, if people they either like it or they don't. Yeah, that's one. Of, that's one of my things, man. And um, um, that 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 I'm kind of worried about when getting out. Um, but I know that's one thing. You know, also like in Ranger Battalion, like like you know, I was always turned on. You know what I mean? I, I was always like turned on. Um, I did have to kind of turn turn that down just a little bit. Like you know what I'm sure. saying? Uh, you know, just to give you a quick example, like when I was in the Q course uh, during SUT, which is like, you know, just, you know, like little ranger school, it's, it's you know what I'm saying, like a 30 day, whatever. Um, and I remember, cause being a ranger, but from Ranger Bat, they gave me the last patrol with the worst- Of course. With, with, with the worst uh, uh, other student that we had, like literally the worst. So I'm the squad leader, they have, they put him on, on, on Alpha Tame and he's leading point. I'm, you know what I'm saying, leading us out there and shit. And this dude just keeps like, literally every 50 meters just keeps taking a knee. And I'm like, yo, like we got a time hack. Don't, just keep looking at me and I will fucking direct you. You just keep fucking going. Don't worry about nothing else. And he just keeps stopping. And finally I was like, yo man, why the fuck you keep stopping? He's like, oh, I'm trying to do a compass check. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about the compass. Just, I'm a point to you. I'm gonna just point and you just, and you just go, man. Like, don't worry about anything else. Just, just keep going. And he kept doing it. And bro, I just snatched him. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? We got a time hack and all this shit. And I ended up pulling somebody else. I was like, hey man, I get it. He's getting graded, but you're gonna be right next to him and you're gonna be point, just fucking keep going. Like, like we don't have time for this shit. And the cadre pulls me out. He goes, hey man, this isn't Ranger Battalion. And I was like, but he wasn't doing his, like, you know what I'm saying? He's not, yeah. like he's slowing us down. We got to, to fucking move up. We got a time hack. And he's like, well, you can't be talking to f- other men like that. I'm like, well, this man's not doing his job, man. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, so anyways, we didn't meet our time hack. And you know what I mean? I, I didn't get a fucking go. I had to re- redo a fucking, you know what I mean? Because I got in trouble for that shit, man. But um, yeah, man, I had to like pull it down a little bit. And I, and I told 
people all the time, and like being a Ranger Battalion, you are have to be an aggressive motherfucker, and, and it's just the environment that you're in. That's just what it is. So like, it's it, it's crazy you saying that. Like, you're a very calm person. So like, how would people react to the other people? Like, I'm saying just like you just said. Like, to, you know, what I'm saying it's it's nuts. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. I mean, even I've even had people like that company that I worked for, <clears throat> the CEO pulled me off to the side and he was a, a West Point graduate. You know, he's an older guy, right. um, never served in combat or anything, but served in the military for a short period of time. But he was like, there's, he's like, many people have told me this. He's like, when, when you walk into a room, he's like, you demand a presence. And, it, and sometimes it intimidates people in the room, That's which I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I'm this tall, lanky, skinny dude that, He's saying, in. he's saying that you're showing too much confidence is what it is. <laughs> I guess. I mean, so, you know, it's Ranger Battalion is unique, man. And you, you, it, it'll turn you, it'll, it'll either chew you up and spit you out. And then it was an experience, yep. a bad experience, or it, it builds, you know, builds leaders. And you, and you, while you're there, you have to have thick skin. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, Cause if, if you don't, <laughs> You won't make it. No. But um, overall, I mean, it's just utmost. Re- I mean, not just because I served there, but just right. it, it's completely different from any other unit or any other, uh, you know, special operations community. It's very different. It's very different, man. And and you know, I tell people that all the time, Ryan. Like when, when people always ask me, like, "Yeah, man, so I want to go in, but I want to go to range. I want to go." I said, "What's?" It? I'm like, "Bro, it's completely different." Like. They're completely two different things, two different mission sets. Like, it depends on what you want to do, man. Like, if you just want to go shoot people in the face, like, like you go to Ranger Battalion. Like, like if, yeah. that's, if that's all you want to do, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's, it's also, I think, a great stepping stone to become a good leader and get some experience under your belt and, you know what I mean, um, open up more doors and opportunities for you where, you know, just going, to, I think going to SF directly from the street, you don't have an appreciation. I don't give a fuck if you... I'm not saying you got to go to Rainbow Time, but just going to uh, SF as an X-ray doesn't give you an appreciation for anything else. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, um, I'll give you an example, man. Like, I know <laughs> we were deployed, and you know what I'm saying. We all got like long hair and all this shit. And I remember we had a VIP come in, right? Just standard, like, hey man, just be in a good uniform, cut your hair, and all that shit. And I remember our, our team sergeant, who uh, was a bad boy, was like, hey man just for the next two days, I just need y'all to be in the right uniform and just trim your beards. And people started kind of making a fuss. And I'm like, man, he could just have us cut the shit off. <laughs> yeah. Like he could just be like, hey, cut the shit off and y'all gonna have hindsights and get, get faded up. And what are you gonna say to that? No, like, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's for me, it's like the small shit. Like I was like, man, like, okay. Like, all right. I mean, I've been wearing shorts and a t-shirt for the last fucking three months. <laughs> But that's that's something else that you know, leaders in in Ranger Battalion and still, I mean, even from and they have to because we have privates, right? You have brand new guys, exactly. But the discipline um, that they instill is a huge factor on why Ranger Regiment's so successful. Because if it wasn't for that, people get complacent. Right. How many times when you were a private did you get caught not pulling security overseas and oh, bro. have your ass? You know what I mean? Yeah. Have your ass handed to you? Oh, of course even though you had been on 20 missions where nothing had happened, there's always yeah. that one time that right, something right. happens. So. And, 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 and I think you said it perfectly, man. I, that is, you know, amongst the so many other things that Ranger Battalion taught me, it was it literally 
it instilled the discipline in me to like, even when I got to SF, I, it, like I still was not, you know what I'm saying? I was still like that. Did I start to become more, you know what I'm saying? A little more. Lax. Lax. Yes. Because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like it's just the environment I was in and slowly, but, but, yeah. but I'm talking about just the small discipline stuff, like, you know, from haircuts to the, you know, got to wear a tan t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying to, to uniform wise, where I'd see people come with a black t-shirt. I'm like, yo, you can't do that. You know what I mean? But nobody would care. So I'm like, oh, I guess you can, you know, like, okay. Like, but to me, it's, it's a small stuff like that, that I'd be like, man, that shit won't fly. Like, like, fuck that. But, you know, that was the thing. It was, it was the discipline that it taught me, man. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the leadership that I had there that, that mentored me and still do to this day and, and um, just took out their time, you know what I mean? To, to teach and mentor, you know, uh, yeah. it, and, and, and to develop them to become leaders and rangers, not just because they wanted to move up to the next, to the next rank. And that, let me ask you this real quick as we're coming down on time, but this is one last question I got for you. Do you think that because in Ranger Battalion, right? Because we're stuck together, right? I mean, unless you decide to go to another battalion, at, you know, after you, be, you know, put in the paperwork, in all reality, who is there is going to stay there with you? So do you think you always want to do right by people? Is that why the leadership is so good? Because you don't want that to backfire you later on type shit. Meaning like, let me be the best leader I can because I know this guy is going to come up while I move up, right? And mm -hmm. you know that, like you said, that for us, we were deploying so much you don't want no fucking turd next to you. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to screw right. that guy next to you. You don't want to screw him over by not making sure he's, you know, a, a good leader, knows his job, you know? Um, do you think that plays a part in it? Us being, like having to be there for so long. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yeah, it does. Um, maybe a little bit, but I honestly truly believe that Ranger Battalion is a, is just a, a, a breeding ground for amazing leaders. I agree. I mean, and it's so like we bring out, we tend to bring out the best in one another. I mean, listen, there's always going to be guys that have issues with one another, but the bottom line is we all want to be better than the next person. That is one thing I tell people all the time, whether it's your best friend or, yep. or whatever. Um, and I think that's what makes Ranger regiment so successful. I mean, you look at the, Sorry, the, the regimental sar sergeant major, the battalion sergeant majors right now. Yep. I think they're all from first bat now. It's Johnson, um, Caprati, I think. Oh, shit. Is that second battalion. Okay. All of them are from first battalion right now. Really? And those, they were all studs and, you know, they were the cream of the crop. So, <clears throat> well, well, you, well, you guys heard it here that first bat is the best bat, just to let y'all know. No. That's correct. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> um, but no, I just think it's, you know, Ranger Regiment is just a, they have it figured out. They have the formula figured out to create great leaders. And um, I, like I said, I didn't have any leadership experience before joining. It was, I lucked up and not even lucked up, but I had amazing leaders who mentored me. Right. Always, always kept me just under water as far as learning and, and, uh, leadership development. So, um, let me ask you this as we're getting to wrap it up, man. One last question for you, um, is what advice would you give to somebody like me getting out? Um, who's getting ready to go into the corporate world? Be patient. <laughs> um, 
and just, you know, don't, don't change yourself because you're going into, I don't know how to describe this. Maybe you're, you're kind of an anomaly going into a world of norms. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and it takes a little bit of time. You, and you may not have the same issues that I, that I did. I mean, I went through a whole different gamut of things that after getting out right. that you may not, but as far as just being involved with other, other people in a, in a, in corporate America, right. Patience. All right. Well, y'all well, heard it, man. Um, Man, this is a great session, bro. I think I'm starting to love these. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on. And I'm going to hold them to it here, guys, uh, that we're going to have him back on for a full one, um, hopefully. Uh, we'll do a Let's full do one. But I just wanted to get him on here to talk about leadership with me because um, he's one of the first leaders, leaders like I said, uh, that was my team sergeant that helped me to change my leadership style. Uh, so I want to thank Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate you for all the... Uh, leadership and the mentorship that you gave us as, as a, as a, as a team back then. Um, and I appreciate you for the continued friendship that you've given me, man. And I look forward to having you on here again for a full one. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on. So (laughs) I appreciate you, So many stories to tell. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you, man. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys got any questions for Ryan? You got any questions for me? You guys know where to find me, scrolling underscore through underscore life. Or you can go ahead and email me at scrolling through life at hotmail.com. If you have any questions for me or you have any questions for Ryan. Uh, Again, appreciate you guys. Ryan, I appreciate you. Thanks a lot, man.